0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long term sobriety. Pride themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health, and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844-430-4357. Everybody and welcome to another edition of AIW's. The card is going to change. We got a great show for you today, but of course, as always, we want to start by giving a shout out to all of our sponsors that help us bring this show to you free each and every single week. First, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. You can try Angelo's award-winning pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. They're feeding us today, and they help take care of you at all of our live events on Mount Carmel. Also, thanks to SmartMark Video who takes care of all of our video needs, and they're there filming every single live event that we have. If you want to purchase a previous show of AIW, head to smartmarkvideo.com, buy it on DVD, or download the MP4. And as always, we want to give a shout-out to Jack Prince, who helps take care of our graphic design, logo, printing, any sort of need that we have when it comes to advertising. We do all of that through Jack Prince, and you can do the same by visiting jackprince.com.
1: That's J-A-K-Prince.com.
0: That's right, and that voice that you heard, folks, is our special guest this week, none other than the only three-time AIW Absolute Champion, Ethan Page. My name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts, and of course, we are always joined by AIW owner, John
2: Thorne. Greetings.
1: What's up?
2: What's up? This is like uh, a return to the... You used to be a podcaster.
1: Yeah, I had you on my show once, and then it died, so this might be the last uh, episode. (laughs) This is just kind of going to be
2: a little bit of a free-for-all as we... Yeah, what the hell took so long to get me on the show? Hey, you know, you're a busy guy. What? No? (laughs) You're a busy guy.
0: I'm always on AIW. Well, we'll paint the picture for you guys. Essentially, as we're recording this, it we're going into j weekend. Yep. And the three of us uh, are sitting around in Mister Page's hotel room. Yes, sir. Two
2: of us comfortably on beds. Well, he is in, a, he is in his own hotel room that he booked because the JayLet hotel has been seized by the government, <laughs> <laughs> and we are not sure at this time how this is all. This story is going to shake out. So, if this is news to you, and the hotel ended up being okay for everybody, yes, a little a little spoiler the the hotel has been <laughs> seized by the government at the time of this recording yeah <laughs> Thorne's a little stressed out today i'm not going to lie uh yeah i
0: was we spent uh, multiple hours and and multiple pricings trying to figure out if we could get a better deal and we kept not being able to so we're like yeah we'll we'll, we'll hold off it's
2: 1:48 in the am on the day of jail it. <laughs> <laughs> we have no hotel rooms for any of the talent coming to town yeah Mr. Whiskers, not happy if a people are gonna come bunk with them oh Steve Payne is not sleeping in my house
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a lot of
0: room there there's a treadmill yes we'll use that yeah so I, I love fitness I guess let's uh we'll have some structure to this or we'll try you can uh you know that's what I'm here for yeah I try to provide the structure uh talk a little bit about if you remember that. Far back, your first time being
2: at AIW. I remember my match. I remember everything I did in the match. How did it? How did it, How did this come? How did it shake out? How did I get the the Ethan Page curse that I have not been able to shake for? I don't um, know why
1: you I, you say a curse, but I mean, how it,
2: many? I would say a blessing. How many years has it been?
1: Uh, what would that be? Two thousand twelve. It would have been. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was two thousand twelve, but maybe late in the year because I was at. This is a true story I was at an Evolve show Evolve 11 I asked Gabe for a spot He said I was too fat And not good enough And then I wanted to quit wrestling And <laughs> I, I'm like dead serious I was like yep I'm gonna burn my boots As soon as I get home Game over How far into wrestling in general Were you at that point? Seven, six or seven years Okay Probably at that time About six years <clears throat> So I mean That's a that's a good chunk of my life That yeah. I devoted to wrestling So that was it for me. I was like, well, F this. Uh, I run a promotion out of Canada called Alpha One. We did the pre-show for Evolve, so I couldn't just take off. So this whole ordeal happened. Uh, Yeah, you're not good enough. We don't want you on our show. And I was like, all right, I'm going to quit. While I was watching the Evolve show, uh, Canadian female wrestler Jennifer Blake texted me. And this was after I already decided I want to retire. And she said, hey, I need a ride to this show in Cleveland. It's called AIW. Uh, I might be able to get you on the show. Would you be down to drive? And I was like, just let me know. I mean, it's possible. And then she said, yep, we can make this happen. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. And that was like, it was literally like, I'm done. This is it. And then the best thing that could have ever happened for me happened for me like minutes after. Look at the
0: positive vibe stories or AIW. Saving careers, John Thorne. I, I guess so. I guess, <laughs> I, I guess this
1: is all my fault. <laughs> not, why are you so negative about
2: me? Man, if, if not for all you, those people you're not, so mean to you on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I'm not mean to you though, so don't worry about it. That's okay. I'm mean to you
1: though. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so <laughs> you take years. the drive. Yeah, I took the drive. I, I drove Jennifer Blake uh, to an all-girls show. Love Jennifer Blake. That, Still to this day. Do you love Jennifer Blake or do you love Niagara Falls, Canada? Uh, I love both. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I was a big Derek Wild fan when I was younger. Were you really? I, I the mean, Danger Boy. I knew <laughs> there was a time where me and like the origin stories of AIW, uh, like. Uh, the guys that we were like backyarding with, there was a time where we were trying to figure out how to get Canadian dual citizenships because we were going to go train with that Neo Spirit Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did this big, like, they stole the company from the promoter or something. Yep. yep. And uh, we were like trying to move there for that a while. That was like a big Canadian company. That's before I was wrestling, but
1: yeah, like. Uh, That's what it
2: was called, right? Neo Spirit. But yeah, it was, Neo it was called Neo
1: Spirit Pro. And it was called something before that, and it mm-hmm. became Neo Spirit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, like, Eric Young came out of. Uh, Sean Spears or, um, like, Perfect 10. That's where he came out of. Derek Wilde. But, yeah, so Jennifer Blake was booked for Girls' Night Out. I believe Girls' Night Out 6.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: And the pre-show match was against Eric Ryan. Oh. Uh, I remember exactly the gear I wore. I took a package pile driver from a 5'2 bald man. (laughs) Uh. What? I, was the champ. Yeah, he was. He was the champ at the time. Wow. Uh, so
0: your first match at AIW, you faced the champ.
1: Yeah, and like he was around. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> he was there. I, I was actually very happy with it because well, obviously it landed me a spot
2: in the jail. It ironically where we are this well, how weekend. About that? Uh, that was that was really when Ethan Page came into the came into the company full full force. Was the the month. The next month. Yeah. The J weekend. Against Willie Mack.
1: Yep. Uh it was night one, it was myself versus Willie Mac. Night two, my memory is immaculate. I did a four-way against Flip Kendrick, Tim Dons, and Facade. Wow. <laughs> I got through it and karma really hooked me up, and that's why I'm three time former absolute champion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> why John, what is uh Putting you on the spot, I guess. What is so special about Ethan Page that he is your only three-time absolute champion? Is that just because he's around? He really, he. Will, I, this man refuses
2: to ever say anything good about. I me. know.
0: He does. It's about anybody, don't worry. Okay.
2: <laughs> hey man, someone's gotta someone's gotta keep, be hard on all you fucking people and keep your <laughs> keep you guys grounded. Mm. Especially this guy is fucking all ego is all correct when it comes to Mister Ethan Page. Yeah, I. I think
1: you should just be honest with people. That's why I'm. So po- <laughs> <laughs> I am honest with you. That's why I'm so popular.
2: My character is—it's real. There's been times where he's like, "Man, check out this like really fucking cool thing I'm doing." I'm like, "I mean, it's not that cool. It could have been cooler if you did this, dude." Just, I get excited about things. And he's like, "Why can't you, you just do, be yeah. nice to me one time?"
1: Dude, I get—I ex- get excited about things. Now, I, I, it took me four or five years to learn this. Do not tell John Thorne about anything you're excited about. Oh no. If don't. you want to stay
2: excited about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's a terrible idea. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> what am I gonna be excited about? Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna excite me. People do this to me all the time: like, oh man, I got booked by this other independent wrestling company. Like, fucking congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Like it has nothing to do with me. It's not gonna. It's not doing anything for me. Did you, that's so a valid point. That is. So he's three
0: time champ, though. Is that just because he's he's around? And you're like, ah, the timing worked out. Yeah,
2: him and Biggins are real close, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, since
2: it is Jalen, even Week- though he's the Booker, hey, Biggins had some influence. He gets a couple. He gets a couple votes in the in the board. Those, the that's
1: that's some heavy votes. Three times hold the
2: title. Well, we will get, they to were this. all circumstantial though, if I, <laughs> except for the, Not first, the one. first one, the first was one was planned, the first one was very, yeah, you guys really, the first one was planned up. like way, months, Yeah, months, you guys months.
1: set me up big time for that one. And that was a big turning point in my career, I think, was the, that was your guys' first big eye pay-per-view. You guys tried Girls' Night Out first, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then that
2: Absolution, that was me and, and Gargano. Like the, and we did the big angle. To close it with yep. Salise coming back to you, it yep. was all a big plan the whole with the time. The promo, yep, yeah, that pro- I, and I think you know the promo is 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 what set it set you apart because it was real, yep, because you were really pissed at Gabe. I was, ironically, ended up working for him. Now you're part of the Gabe Brigade.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, everyone asks me advice like, oh, how did you get a job with? Evolve and I was like, Oh, I just you know talked a bunch of shit about Gabe at AIW <laughs> and then I got booked, which is not how it happened. But I don't know if you believe in yourself, just stick up for your talent. I guess.
2: I mean, I don't know, I really don't have an answer besides the first one. i like, uh, like my memory used to be like really, really, really good with everything, and now just like so much stuff happens, it just all runs together. This, like,
0: this is where we miss Biggins. Biggins would know everything, he would know every detail. Why and how it happened,
2: and he he know oh, all The stuff. only reason why the only reason why Ethan Page even got booked the first time to drive Jennifer Blake is because she suggested him, and he saw him on an IWA Mid South DVD, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he works for IWA Mid South." He's telling me he's like, "Oh, yeah. you're in." <laughs> Who did Biggins. <laughs> oh, thank you, Biggins. <laughs> he's telling me you're this big fucking prospect that did IWA Mid South in the glory days. You are. You're. Definitely I did, in. and. Yeah, I did IWMXO yeah, a couple making, times. He's making it sound like you were fucking Tyler Black or something. Well, thankfully, he did make me sound like Tyler Black. <laughs> make it sound like you were fucking Matt Seidel. That's good, though. You worked like, out good for you guys. You uh, you had another I think fun... think it worked out better for you. <laughs> <laughs> worked out great
0: for me. You had another fun uh, J-lit weekend memory uh, in that you had a singles match with none other than Buff Bagwell.
1: yes. Look at me giving you all that viral content, John Thorn.
2: <laughs> I mean, the the Buff Bagel year was probably like one of the funnest JLit. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's what I think that year is what created the legend of like lit weekend and like really more for the boys than yeah than the fan. Like, I still feel like it hasn't totally caught on for the fans, but like if you're a wrestler every wrestler's trying to get in on the J-Lit weekend and i think the buff bagwell weekend was like kind of what really set that off and like set you know like just the the, the wrestling jilet is fine but like that was the weekend that all the additional fun stuff and like uh well you guys added the, the
1: pre-show thing right with the buy date with the wrestler well, that, the think, dance competition you guys hooked up a nintendo it was that, 64 that was that same year, right that uh, was the that, first year, right? We did
2: that a couple years, but it was mainly mainly because we we needed to raise some money. No, no, no. But that was the first year you guys did that, right? Uh, I if you say so. I mean, I don't know. I know we did it. I know we did it a couple times. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, and, been, and I know someone paid tournament. ten bucks to sit at a table at Jimmy Jacobs once.
0: <laughs>
1: what? What was your experience with uh, the American Mail? It was amazing. <laughs> it was. He had this weird manager guy, though. No, it was a girl. No, it was a girl. No, 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 no. There's a huge oh, oh, dude. His, oh, his personal manager. Yeah, Shasta
2: yeah. McNasty. Yeah, leader. yeah, yeah.
1: And he would be. He would almost translate things that came out of my mouth in English into different English for Buff Bagwell
2: to understand. They're doing like they're doing like hillbilly like, ebonics or something like. Okay, so oh. hillbonics.
1: So <laughs> hillbonics. <laughs> so uh, the big thing out of that match was him hitting me with a Canadian destroyer. Right. Before everyone did a Canadian Destroyer. And he had never done and it Well, obviously. So for me to convince him to do it, so I pitched it to
2: his uh, real manager guy. What was his name? Shasta McNasty. Yeah, she, that McNasty guy. Named, named after, named after a, uh, a failed television show on UPN. <laughs> Shasta McNasty is a local Ohio promoter. Oh. Or was. Well, there you go. So McNasty, Mr.
1: <laughs> McNasty... I tell Mr. McNasty, I want him to do a Canadian destroyer to me. McNasty obviously goes, Oh, this is a great idea. We have a documentary coming out on him. This might be big. So his way of pitching it to Buff was he's going to do a sunset flip (laughs) (laughs) where you don't let go.
2: I mean, that makes, I mean, that's That's a good description for it. And I was
1: like, This man's either a genius or he just stumbled on this amazing way of convincing him. So we we kind of like, we didn't go through it, obviously, but we hooked it, and I was like, yep, this will be the jump or whatever, and Buff was all for it. Did you like show him a video or anything? Nope, just- no, 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 <laughs> no, no no no, okay. no, 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 no. Because at the end of the day, it's all me. Right. As long as he holds on to my waist, I do the rest of it. Yeah. And for me to take a bump like that is like, I was,
2: yeah. I was like, oh, dude, it's one time ever. I mean, how how many times is Buff Badwell going to be tossing that out? Apparently, that, apparently think, he did it again. Well, he told, he did tell me after the fact that people started requesting it. Uh, for sure. As a finish. For sure. I think that's really what puts you on the map uh, besides the the gay promo. I think that.
1: Well, see, like uh, with AIW, because I, people watch it, I would always try and do Something like there was a there was a point in time where every show I would show up with a scripted promo to try and I don't know because people would talk about the shows and I wanted them to only talk about stuff that I was doing so things I was doing like my match with Slesia which was another J Lit Weekend classic. Uh oh, that yeah. match was on was accidental because somebody canceled right Yeah, Addie starr, yeah, so. I canceled her yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that 's a whole other podcast yeah. that was anyways, so <laughs> I do feel though that that was always her match to have Salise. yes, and destiny or fate or whatever brought it back, you know what I mean, like yeah, just like uh you know this Dan Severn situation, yeah, but uh you know, I feel like it's all like i i've i've thought about that a lot, and I feel like. That was always supposed to be Silesius. Agreed, agreed. And uh, I gave it away for selfish reasons. It's okay. It ended up working itself out,
1: and that match is out of, like, I've worked for these guys for probably close to, what, five, six years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, we just figured that out. <laughs> yeah, 2012.
0: Today. It's 2017. That's five yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, that is still in my top five ever things I've ever done is a match that ended up not being booked, but
2: last minute being added. And like uh I a lot of people said that that's like the greatest match in Jaylaw weekend history. Period. Like Still. Yeah, still. Damn. Be- because like it you know it it there's great matches at J-Lit weekend, but that stood out because it wasn't supposed to be great. Yeah. Then plus nobody even knew that Salise was a like a wrestler. Yep. You know, she was just a manager and a dress for two years or whatever, you know, then she comes out with the gear on and she, I mean, it, I think bell to bell, it's like seven minutes or something. Yeah. It's It's, not long. It's really short.
1: It's not long. Everything that we did was like, it had a purpose and it's on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. So people listening to this can watch it for free right now. And it won't hurt us any ad money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all right. The previous million views, it'll cost you nothing and make us nothing.
2: But I remember, I remember that like, uh, Right, it was right after Dolph Ziggler won the world championship, and he was he there, was, and he was hurt, and he was just there, and he was losing his fucking yep. mind over that sleeves match, like yep. openly, just like on a chair, chanting, going crazy with all the rest of the fans. It was the most bizarre thing I ever saw. Well, because
1: we led into the match with a promo
2: oh, to set it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, I remember.
1: We were traveling with Josh Alexander at the time. There was the three of us, and he was watching the match from the same doorway that he was at because Ziggler would always sit next to the entrance so he could dip at intermission so he wouldn't get bombarded. Right. So he watched him, his reaction to everything that was happening in the ring, and he said it was the weirdest thing seeing the world heavyweight champion marking out for this promo and match that lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool enough for me. Yeah. And then...
2: Speaking of Ziggler, that's a perfect segue as we talk about. Well, hold on, that was the year you won it, though, wasn't it? Or was it the year before? No, Did I think it, I think it was the year before the because
1: year? she was with me when I won it, and then we. Oh yeah, yeah. you cashed it, fo- it in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. then the
2: following year we. The heels always the heels always save it for a for a a cash in, and the baby yeah. faces always say they want to match at absolution. That's right. right. Wait it's a funny how that works.
0: Give away <laughs> <laughs> the <That's laughs> funny how that works. Yeah. But so to segue into that, another fun thing that you did and were part of at Jalet to throw not Jalet, but at AIW to throw everyone off is uh Ziggler, as people know, he's from Cleveland, Ohio, and now has been attested to, I think, on the show a couple times. He makes his appearances and uh, his music hit during one of the shows, but it wasn't him that came out, it was Ethan Page.
1: That is correct. <laughs> people were not happy about that because he tweeted the poster out. I believe,
2: yeah. yeah the and, day and like before. there's like and there's like controversy. It was right around the time With where his he contract. Was, he's gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. So, good timing. Again, kind
1: of fell in our laps. My idea. Yeah. It was yeah. it was Thorne's idea, and I'm always up for anything. Anything to troll people. I'm all about it, and it ended up being great. Uh, a guy that came to the seminar today actually told me. That probably why he, That's probably why he brought it up. Yes, Just, right. Yeah, it reminded us that that was his first indie show ever. And when he he got hooked, he was like, oh, my God, this is Dolph Ziggler. When I came out, he was like, wow, this guy's such an asshole. I hate him so much. I'm going to become a professional
0: wrestler. One of our now, at the time this airs, as, one of our now newly debuted students.
1: As
2: t- spoke about last week, Austin, who couldn't rent the U-Haul. Yes, Yes. 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 So that's your <laughs> fault. Ethan yeah. Page.
1: Well, he also handed out the seminar sheets today and screwed it up. So, I mean, <laughs> how, wh- I, I literally like collated these things into threes. It's three sheets. And I go, all right, guys, everyone got sheet one. Everyone's like, yep. Everyone got sheet two. One guy's like, no, nah, I don't got that one. I was like, what the hell, Austin? And anyway, everyone got sheet three. Same guy. No, nah, I don't got that <laughs> one. I go, how did you get three papers? But none of them, they're all the same.
2: Hey, man. Is that we what don't, happened?
0: They were all the same? Yeah.
2: There's, there's not an IQ test for the enter of the AW Academy. Yeah. <laughs> just a cardiovascular test, and uh, that's it. You just got to have a fucking operating bank account and know how to roll. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how uh, how did that seminar go?
1: Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, you guys have a lot of good students. A lot of people that obviously have passion for wrestling, and I don't know, there has to be some kind of weeding out process, because...
2: No, I mean I that, pretty really. much let them all go, dude. Well, you got
1: lucky because I was telling them all, uh, eventually someone will say either continue to do this or quit, and there wasn't one person in in the seminar that I wanted to be
2: like, hey, you should quit. We've had some people come through that are like, never come back. Obviously, yeah, you know, they weed themselves out, but yeah, we yeah. haven't really had to weed anybody out. That's good though. You got
0: very lucky. Uh, I want to talk about bring this up because even though he's not here. Mr. Biggins, and we talk about the relationship that you're close with these guys,
2: uh, they actually went to your wedding. That's right. That's where I was going, man. I want to get to the bottom of this veal situation. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> these guys piss me off so much. It's talked about on the tamam, the meaning of mature t-mom. Yeah, let's bring
0: it. this back up. in now defunct podcast.
2: <sighs> Who told you to defunct it, though? We ne-
1: I d- Yeah, you did. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> we need to defunct this veal situation okay so i had a wedding yeah. it was freaking epic okay this guy <laughs> in had, canada no 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 no. it would be epic in any country <laughs> and this guy complained about the food probably one of the best meals he's ever had in his life i don't know man was, we, was veal,
0: veal the food on the menu Is oh that
1: there was there was a plethora of food it oh,
0: okay. was the only thing i would eat how was it served was this like sit down no per plate per plate
1: oh okay the veal you could get extra too
2: if you uh, asked
0: for it what did you order
1: no 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 no, it's not order
0: oh you got enough food that if you didn't like something there was more coming
1: okay all right yeah but go ahead why were what were you complaining about fucking not enough veal dude (laughs) unlimited supply (laughs) all you had to do was ask I don't remember a lot about his wedding, to be And that, of course you didn't, because you had 16 kamikaze shots with Michael Elgin for every title Ric Flair held. So yeah. <laughs> that's what happens yeah. when you have an
2: open bar at a wedding. And John Greed. I was really fucking partying hard with John Greed. That's true. And then some other guy just kept telling me he, he was the real owner of Alpha One, and he kept trying to get in on our four horsemen. Jesus. <laughs> his former Haas Division champion. Or is he still the current Haas Division champion? No, Big Mo won it. Oh, there you go. Like but I got yeah. get John Greed back down here. I like John Greed. You got He's a lot of dude. prospects up there that I just don't have full-time spots for, but that I like them a lot. Yeah, because there's a lot of good dudes in Canada that... What about that one guy you brought down and he was mad that I wouldn't let him be his name, so he just did DX chops the whole match? Oh, yeah. Lucas Towns? Yeah. You gave two guys that name, I think. No, the one
1: guy's real name was Lucas Towns, I thought. Yeah, Johnny Wave. Yeah. Ty Colton. Ty
2: Colton, yeah. Uh, Dick Pants. Dick Pants. Double, yeah. You booked him and Flip as a tag team for Cause a little while. Because that other guy had fucking Flip is like the king of the Duke. Said he's a utility man. Flip Kendrick is a utility man. Utility man. Yeah, that could. Yeah, he fills every spot on the roster. Yeah,
1: are you doing Adam Cole versus Duke tomorrow or Saturday? Oh, he asked.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was another part of the stipulation. For,
2: no, uh, he just straight up he just straight up him asked him. He <laughs> said it would draw. Look,
1: I love Duke.
2: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how Go I'm gonna. Ahead. I don't know
1: how I'm gonna get to this. Well, I just. I, I, in, in what
2: universe do you agree with him and say, "Yeah, let's do that"? Yeah, him versus Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, dude, he legitimately, honestly, texted me he was like, "Who's wrestling Cole?" I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I was like, "Do you really think that I booked him with zero plan?" He goes, "Well, you know, you never know. I'm just saying I'm available, and I think you know." people would want to see it can you fault him for even asking though (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) you gotta because you gotta think about who he was asking nobody would (laughs) like do i I wouldn't say hey any promoter in the world book me against adam cole i'm smart enough to realize that i feel all wrestlers should be smart enough to realize their skill set so what you're saying is the chances of you
1: wrestling adam cole are higher than the duke wrestling adam cole and you said you'll never wrestle him (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think the fact that the Duke
0: hasn't learned by now that that's not a question he should have asked Thorn.
1: Who was he going to oh,
0: ask?
2: I, he has. I dude, mean, at this point, right? He has no. He has no shame, man. He just throws it all out there. He's well, also trying to defend his fucking UXWA championship belt on the Saturday afternoon show. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Well, the Duke just the Duke just he throws it all at the wall. Good, good. That's a, that's a good
1: trait to have. Is it? Hey, some once th- some's got to stick eventually. <laughs>
2: Hasn't yet. He's you book him. I, I don't know if I book him. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, comes. he comes. He's there. He comes. <laughs> he's there. He manages people. I would, I don't know what his financial s- s- uh, statements looking like from the Absolute Intense Wrestling LLC. <laughs> I don't know if any checks have been sent his way. Oh, uh, it's all cash at the
1: of you
0: guys. They're... There is going to be a text to John Thorne
1: the moment that this is released.
0: Hey, you fucking asshole. I, was have- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't serious. I was getting over on that podcast. Why I, you ho- I hope again? he
2: was serious. It would make it better.
0: You're, you're going to get yelled at for burying him I on love this podcast
2: be- board. You think i mean to you. You should see the shit I say to the Duke. Oh, yeah. Make sure yeah. you go back and listen to that episode. No, don't listen. You should see the text messages. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> That'll be a post-recording thing.
0: Um. Uh, so your wedding, let's go back to that. Sure. You were obviously very much aware that John Thorne was just getting hammered.
2: Yes. Uh, I was well-behaved.
1: I, I would say both Is it accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the terrible gift he gave me. Oh, what was which that? Which was uh, shampoo, lotion, uh, uh, a what? napkin, and the receipt for his hotel. That was legit. <laughs> that, dude, when I got the envelope, I literally thought, holy shit, this is the thickest envelope in this entire wedding and like I'm European. You so a shampoo in an envelope. No, no, no. Like a shampoo oh, packet, like all the hotel oh. stuff. Yeah. Everything at the hotel. So he literally gave me this, like I, dude, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I, I th- I literally thought, Holy shit. All this, all these years of working for like gas money. Yeah. This is the day. John Thorne paid me back, came <laughs> to my wedding. He just went baller style I open it up, as I'm known for, going my, baller style. Yeah. My, my wife starts laughing.
2: <laughs> Me? Not a fucking crack on my face. I was pissed. <laughs> I'm glad Viv because appreciates my my sense of humor. Oh, my
1: parents even thought it was funny. I was like, this is not funny. <laughs> you know how much a plate of food was at that wedding? A lot of money. <laughs> So could have, was that could have
2: fucking got a little more
1: veal <laughs> Jeez Okay fine so let's say the veal wasn't enough for John Thorne The midnight buffet could have been The 3,000 calories Of booze That he got unlimited supply of a lot of alcohol yeah. huh? oh, I
2: probably went over that I was drinking fucking blue dye drinks yeah. it,
1: uh, Did Chandler Biggins have anything to drink at this wedding? Fucking <laughs> Did he? No he was the DD right?
2: No, he refused to drive oh, to Canada because he didn't right. understand
1: kilometers. Oh my! Which 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 <laughs> cars have both on them? Yes, they do.
2: Anyways, he rented a car. That's a big thing. Tornadoes are real. He rented a car, and then brought Alex Daniels as his date to the wedding, right. in hoping Alex Daniels would drive. But then oh. I drove the whole time. How did you feel about that? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I yeah. mean, you gave him a plus one. Dick Justice was my you, date. Yeah, you
1: give someone oh, wow. a plus. You give someone a plus one. It's a free for all. Especially at like at point. a wrestler wedding. Well, no, it wasn't a wrestler wedding. Well, okay, so there so. were wrestlers there, but well, I couldn't have given a shit about any of them. <laughs> Did I give the best gift of the wrestlers? No, you gave the the most inexpensive gift.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we PayPal'd you a couple of days later.
1: Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> we let it fuck simmer for a little bit. It was paid a good pal- rib wedding money. Yeah, it was a good rib.
0: Yeah, in in Canada. Is it still tradition like customary? It's supposed to be the bride's family that pays for the the wedding.
1: Uh, I think that's like a very old timey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it was epic. Uh so, like, it I was it was very epic. Yeah. I'm just wondering who shelled, who shells out the dough for we, this. We, we, me and my wife, paid for it. You still paying it off today? But, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I ran it like a business. We had events leading up to it to raise money to pay for Alpha it. Alpha One paid for that wedding.
0: <laughs> Anti-bullying
1: campaign paid for that wedding. Oh, no, come they, on, guys. Come <laughs> on. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Alpha One is a non-profit, okay? Let's get let's get let's change the subject.
2: Yeah, it only fucking pays for weddings. <laughs> him and fucking that other fake owner that I met at the bar doing Kamikashi shots. With me. No comment. <laughs> yeah. Next subject.
0: <laughs> uh, what is... I mean you've been around. Sometimes you do commentary. You yep. pay it. you're one of the guys like you're not necessarily in the locker room the entire time no, during no, no. the shows. You're usually out there, you're hanging out at your merch table, even though you're not trying to sell it, obviously during but you're you're watching. Oh,
2: he's trying to sell it at all times. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that is not true. That's very rude. What I'm not facade. <laughs> what are some of like your favorite moments, either just because they were good or because you got a kick out of them, like that you've just, you've been watched, like you've been back there watching.
2: Uh, it's probably a lot that he can't say. <laughs> well,
0: back, well
1: I, backstage, yes, to a, a bajillion things I can't say. I feel like... In the ring? Or like a moment on the show? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know one is probably one that we haven't talked about on
0: this podcast yet, but it was the return of a, a certain AIW
1: wrestler in April. Oh, recently. Yeah, when you did commentary. That was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment that myself and Hornswoggle really tried our best to make happen. <laughs> oh, it happened. Selfishly, like 100% selfishly, because we both wanted to see Thorn geared up and wrestle. It was initially my idea, though. Yeah, you, you as soon as you laid it on the table, both of us were like, oh, we need to make sure this goes through.
2: Then, but I don't think Lufisto knew that I was even ever a wrestler, ever. No, no, I told her. But when it was first brought up, yeah, I'm
1: sure it was like, "Oh, you wanted me to do what?" Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But th- that match was
2: awesome. Yeah, because I'm I fucking deliver, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude. You, it's your show. You should. I'm basically like the Rock. I just come in a couple every couple of years, knock it out of the park, go back to making movies. There you go. There you, eh, there you go. But I uh, haven't made a movie yet. What uh, What are some of uh, your others? Uh, well, let's talk about this because I haven't watched this match yet because I, I don't want to get mad at Ethan Page for the commentary. Which Which match? My match. Oh, oh that's... Uh, right. Hold on. You haven't watched it because of the commentary?
1: No, I just haven't. I just don't want to watch it. Oh, dude. Me and Swaggle killed the commentary. It was great. Oh, yeah?
2: Yeah. I don't know. We kept it profesh. I fucking just looked over when it was over. I'm ready to puke. And I just see you, motherfuckers standing on chairs, laughing hysterically.
1: We were having the bet, dude. You blew us away. You took a back body drop on uneven ground on a, like a like a what's it called a stadium seating the tiered bleachers. Bleachers, yeah. yeah.
2: What the fuck else was I gonna do? I wasn't gonna do no fucking hurricananas. No, you took a saito suplex I'm on a, a downward slope. The ramp. Ooh. Which. That's- I was telling the story out there,
1: man. Yeah, the story was that you were willing to die. I was gonna <laughs> die for this company, dude. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, it was wild. What was the show called? The, the next, next episode. episode. Yeah, next episode. Yeah, honestly, check it out. It was wild. Even just for the commentary, we were legitimately—if we're laughing or if we're—if our reactions are—they're real.
2: Like they're all real. I got a fucking hell of a pop though. From us? Hell yeah! From the whole crowd? Yeah, you did. I did. You did. Nobody saw that coming. No, really? I was. I actually wasn't that nervous. I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be. It was like riding a bike, as cheesy as it is. Yeah, kind of. Maybe a little
1: wobbly uh, at first. R- r- serious question. I'm going to interview you now. Okay. <laughs> How mad is Biggin's going to be when he finds
2: out that you wrestled that AIW? <laughs> so, so mad about, is we're what he talked about. Dude. So mad. Yeah, so mad. And. Right after that is when he, his health took like a really bad turn. It's because th- of you. I I thought that. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought that. I was like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, like the next day. That'd be so heartbreaking. I doubt that. There's no chance. I was just like, does oh he my know yet? God. Has he figured? Did anyone tell him? I mean, his
2: mom told him, but I don't know if he understood. Yeah, like understood because he's been so in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's gonna be so mad because you know. Oh. You know as well as anybody. Because you've been been trying to wrestle me for five years. Yep, I've been pitching. And Biggins throws a fit.
1: Nope, nothing nothing on camera. We're both got to be off camera.
0: How upset were you then since you've been trying to wrestle him for five years and then he just throws himself in this match? No, because that means
1: it's a possibility now. (laughs) All that
2: is is that window just opens just a little bit. (laughs) I'm not even going to try to put myself over like the Duke. But the next day, so many guys were pitching me. I was one of them. <laughs> to wrestle them at Absolution. Like it's fucking like, like I'm the fucking Goldberg match or something. Like, Dude, I was one of them.
1: I'm just saying, if the price is right. Listen. The passion will always be there.
2: I got to get what I did there? I got to get about That it. was good. I got to get back on a fucking diet. Absolution's right around the corner. <laughs> this big situation has really fucking, really done a number on my fucking, my well, fitness, my stressful. fitness regime. It is stressful. I've taken on a lot of responsibilities. It sucks. I don't even drink at the shows anymore. Yeah, you know that's serious. I know. I fucking got to keep a clear head. It's you never know when deal. you got to fucking track down Dan Severn at the last minute. <laughs> goodness for those after parties, you could drink at those still. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I might be cleaning my act up. I got to get ready for Ethan Page at Absolution this year.
1: Oh, oh. yeah, this year.
2: Yeah. Yes, this is awesome. July twenty first. There you go. I pitched my idea. I hope it happens. We got
1: to see if the people want it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want it. Uh, but back to your original question. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's okay. Um, the Duke. Versus, and this is not a joke because we were—I was messing with him earlier on the show. The Duke versus Jock Samson in a Texas Bull Rope match. Okay, it was my first absolution, so I had a, it was like a six-way scramble, which I—it was cool for me because it was the first time I got to work with Eddie Kingston. I think Eric Cannon was in it. Uh, Drake Younger was in it, and it was my—I fr- was breaking into the indies in the U.S., so it was cool for me. Then, not knowing anything about who these wrestlers were. Yeah. Uh, especially the Duke and Jock Sampson. And I remember coming from the locker room, just the way the venue was, uh, going down the hallway and then coming through the front door. And as I came through the front door, Duke had Jock Sampson on his shoulder and did a Rikishi driver through a table that was across a guardrail. I call that in the table. Yeah. He sabu the table. Okay. And it was it was a moment. Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I had goosebumps. Because the people were going absolutely nuts. They were bleeding. You had the bull rope. They were in bunkhouse gear. It just felt special. And And those two guys that nobody expected anything out of. Exactly. So it was that. I'm not kidding. Like, I'll never, ever forget that. Thorne just said something uh, pretty poignant
0: there. To you, and I... I think to a lot of people, this is what AIW is. So I guess my question is to you: Is AIW the place where special things happen? Because people don't—it it happens out of people they don't expect it to, right? Like, there's a lot of like low-key guys. I think.
2: Well, at I AIW. like. I and like just like. So like I've said this a million times, but you know, like you see the same six to eight guys on every single indie show, right? And like. I don't like that. I like finding these guys that are, like, from the fringes of, like, the fucking edges of the world of fucking independent pro wrestling, like a Jock Sampson. Like, if we didn't fucking start putting Jock Sampson on shows, that guy would have existed all over the South and these weird shows in West Virginia. I met
1: him before I did AIW. Yeah,
2: and, like, he's been around forever.
1: No. Oh, he, no, he's some just, Ohio fed. Yeah, I watched him propose to his wife. He was just a dude. Just, I never thought I'd see him again <laughs> until but I like, worked at AI. That's,
2: that's what I like. I like finding these guys that are just like out there, you know what I mean? And just fucking, you know, they're good, but like just nobody has, nobody's has found them yet. Nobody's like, like there's no, like I really enjoy just like scouting these guys. That's why, you know, when Ethan Page came in, then that brought in Salise and that brought in Josh Alexander, and you know, other guys have come and gone and uh, filled spots. But, like, what made them so great is nobody ever heard of these guys really before, except for Chandler Biggins, who saw them on IDA Bits Out TV. <laughs> nobody ever heard of these guys before, and they thought they're rookies, but they've been wrestling for 10 years and they're coming in smoother and more experienced than most of the guys that were around the scene and around AIW at that time. So they immediately started started standing out. You know, and if if he doesn't get in that car with Jennifer Blake that day, wrestling, wrestling may have never seen Silesia Sparks or Josh Alexander yeah. because... Elgin might not have ever been in AIW. Oh, he would have because he was one of those guys that was texting me every day. <laughs> every day. Like, he was, like, texting me nonstop all the time, like... Looking for a spot like mm-hmm. before he was, you know, this is like uh, Elgin just get getting in shape out of fucking biscuits and gravy or whatever, yep. Elgin. What's
0: up everybody? This is Alex, Worldwide Killer, reporting to you live from sunny Miami, Florida. That's right, I'm currently on location chasing around Adam Cole and Britt Baker with adoption papers trying to get in on this Team Caker deal. Anyway, I gotta tell you about the thrift store jobber this week. He's got a doozy of a shirt. Hot boy. Dr. Jeff Steve Williams, UWF World Champ. That's right. Bill Watts was getting into the merchandising game, and he pulled out all the stops on this one. White pink on a red shirt signed by the man himself, Dr. Death. And let me tell you about a deal. At store jobber he's on Instagram, he's on SD, he's on eBay. And if you use the promo code WORLDWIDE,
1: you get 10% off any order. That's at store DoorJobber. WORLDWIDE! Uh, another memory with AIW. Was the first and only real National Pro Wrestling Day where all wrestling companies came together to put on the two shows in one day. And all people were talking about after the whole weekend was AIW and Shiva Kid doing a double moonsault.
2: And we took that, I think we were the only ones that took that and really understood what that opportunity was to brand AIW as its own thing. Yeah. And like that,
1: you presented guys that people re- didn't know relatively and everyone else
2: was booking guys that you could see everywhere else. And that's why we did it. And that's why, I, and I really felt like Salise was such a fucking integral part of the trio because she instantly made it stand out and be different because mm-hmm. nobody was bringing in a valet, Manager, yeah. You know, uh, nobody like nobody had ever seen a girl like her. She had a really unique look. Uh, I remember like me and Biggins wore suits. We got a fucking, we got banners, banners made yep. f- for our fucking merch table. Yep. Like we, we set it up like a, we treated that like a trade show. And like, uh, I think other people just, you know, like, I I feel like a l- some people just go, ah, it's just another show. You know what I mean? But like, I saw that as an opportunity because it was free. Yep. It was in Philadelphia and it was going to be on iPay per view. And uh, I think that was a really big, turning point for for aiw oh yeah Uh, it was for me and i know there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that say a lot of bad things about chikara and my quack and bush and uh how they do things but quack has always 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 given us an opportunity to expose ourselves to a a larger fan base and that was that was one of them and he put us on a fucking really good spot on that fucking first show Mm -hmm. and uh I think that's what really got eyes on AIW and like we came with like merch and all all sorts of shit. And like you
1: guys easily could have convinced anyone that you guys book regularly to do the show for nothing. But instead you paid three people to drive all the way from Canada to Philadelphia, got us a hotel, and like you got three
2: polished performers to come wrestle well, for right, you. because we looked at it like uh, you know, it's just kind of the same thing that you know, I tell our wrestling students is like You got to invest, you got to invest in yourself. That was a, you know, that was an, that was an investment in, in AIW to get, to get more eyes and raise raise the profile. So it was just like, yeah, we're going to take, we're going to take a hit on, you know, all this stuff and we're not going to get any money for this, but we're going to sell merch and hopefully we're going to come out of it with more fans from, you know, the East coast and, uh, you know, I I truly feel that it worked. I I think I think it did too. I think people started traveling to AW shows and stuff since then. Yep. But uh, I'll never forget that Saliz had to be escorted to the car by security because people were like mobbing her. Yep. For photos, it was like it, it was the most DJ bizarre. Hyde was one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sure he sure was. <laughs> like she had to be escorted out by Atlas security. I never seen anything like that because like she was just. You know, she was just a girl that, you know, did AW shows and like she's getting mobbed by people for photos. Like she's like a fucking celebrity. It was yeah. so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And all because she was just on the fucking free match yep. earlier in the day. Yep.
0: Uh, as we kind of were beginning this and you were telling your story, you'd already been wrestling about six years. You got to AIW. At this point, even less than that, you've been part of AIW almost five years now. Mm hmm. And really, you truly are one of the leaders in the locker room at this point when we have these shows. Does that happen because you feel like you're a veteran and you've been in wrestling long enough? Or is it more so because of, I don't know, some sort
1: of heartstring that AIW pulls on for you and you want to take care of the brand? And I think and- it's more of that than anything. Like I wouldn't even say I'm a leader. I just think that when things need to be to get done i know Thorne trusts if he says hey can you make sure such and such or we do this or j pro can't do the meeting uh do you mind just relaying this message and i don't mind like i've yeah. i've worked for him long enough i i know what he wants out of his shows or i know what he wants out of his talent and uh i don't know and plus i i wouldn't even say that anyone really truly leads the locker room downstairs. I just feel like AIW has uh, a vibe of everybody gets along and if you don't get along well, eventually not, John Thorne will cut you.
0: It's not what we heard on different podcasts.
1: We won't get back into that. Everybody pretty much gets along and if you don't get along
0: you get cut. On on somebody on a on some other podcast we won't talk about somebody said that nobody gets along in that locker room. But but thanks for putting that to bed and and debunking that too. Oh the Matt Riddle podcast? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's uh, odd. Obviously, you know, he's been caught in a zillion lots since but, that podcast. But there you go, folks. So everybody gets along in the locker room.
1: Not, nine nine
2: times of out of yeah, yeah, I would I say, agree. yeah,
1: there's, there's people in the locker room that annoy the shit out of me that I don't like. But like, if you're going to go for a 99%, that's a pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I that's just kind of like my style. I don't need to micromanage. I feel like I'm going to get more out of people if I just let them kind of be and be, you know, I know what they can do, so go out there and do it. I don't need to tell you how to do it or what yeah. to do. Like, you guys are professionals, you know. like it, and that's just kind of like the culture of the locker room. Like, there really isn't a leader. Like, there's been people that, like, don't even know who I am for, like, three or four shows. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah Like, uh, it's just kind of like a really loose environment. Uh and some uh, people thrive in that though too. Like I
1: think that helped me. You just kind of give the skeleton of where you want this to go, which is usually nothing until around this time where you're trying to build to absolution.
2: Right. Like, want, it goes like, you know, there's like a few there, there's like a few there's some storylines that happen throughout the year. Yeah. But like it gets really tightened up around this time so we can just build to you know, the eight or whatever fucking matches on absolution and then we start all over again but uh also like you're one of the probably the few guys that's like actually can approach me and is in the inner circle there's like some guys that i don't talk to at all on the roster yeah you know it's just like it's just different relationships for different talents
0: Mm -hmm. uh as we probably winding down here throw some (laughs) behind the scenes fun memories
2: in the last five years. Oh, jeez. What um, about that one time you were, got real drunk and you kicked that girl? And puked in that her, Denny's? And then you puked in the Denny's.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm not a drinker. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if that's a known fact. Yeah, I'll, we're, I'll, we're sipping on Red Bull yeah, Limeade right now. To keep me awake. Uh, I'll make it a known fact. I'm not a drinker. Uh, but for some reason, I was convinced to drink alcohol. Uh, we had people to drive me home. Thorn invited us out. Eddie Kingston was there. ACH was there. I liked hanging out with them. Uh, obviously, Biggins and Thorne right. we're, we're, were pretty close. So someone bought me a beer. Uh, fans started buying me apple pie shots. This was a thing. <laughs> uh, then I was getting blue kamikazes bought for me. Uh, and then I started singing I'm on a boat with uh, ACH. And now I'm wasted then something happened that i needed to go outside either uh biggins had one of my ba- one of my bags in his car i don't remember the situation uh, a, a lady said hey sir can you take a picture for me and i said huh what did you say and she said can you take a picture for me i said Yeah, can you sell for me? And I threw a bicycle kick at this random lady (laughs) on the street, and I slapped my leg. I didn't hit the lady. Don't worry, uh, listeners. But she was super freaked out by it. But Biggins was outside and saw this happen, and then I sat on the cement with Biggins while he said, I think, I think you're a little messed up. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and I kept calling him boss and big boss. And then we went to Denny's and I was just completely out of it. I literally sat in my own booth alone with my head in my hands, <laughs> apparently making undertaker noises. Like I was like, uh, uh, and then eventually I stood up and puked all over the Denny's. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was that's a,
2: a team. That's probably a team behind the scenes story that we could tell. Yeah.
0: Oh, is that your favorite?
2: He's in page behind the scenes story. There's, I mean, listen. There's not. A, there's not a lot of like he doesn't get in the No, he doesn't get wild. Yeah, he doesn't. No, get like that's trouble. like
1: that's the wildest. Right. I'm more of an observer, not a peeping tom observer, but like are you he likes hearing
2: about the mischief. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Have and you, yes. did you observe anything fun that you
0: can share? Or are they all uh, non-shareable? Most of them are very non-shareable. I. <sighs> this is why you folks look. At this point Jayla is over and there probably are more stories that happen you know if you're listening to this that happened over the weekend that you would have missed
2: end of an era. And
1: uh folks this there is was why a, you need to go to Jayla weekend. There was a legendary there's there is one legendary story that in the wrestling business everybody's heard uh of a certain female wrestler and a certain male wrestler um literally while intimately passionately making out beating the shit out of each other in a bar while all the fans in front of all the fans while buff bagwell who i believe was on parole at the time was serving alcohol (laughs) probation was serving alcohol to the wrestlers during jailing weekend bartending yeah Yeah. so it that i think that was the wildest jay lit that was a really wild jay lit no
2: no no no. i would i would have yeah, I think that was That was that was the wildest wildest jaillet I yeah. think. I don't think it ever got crazier than that. No. Uh because that was only the beginning of that situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know <laughs> was the It, it escalated right. drastically. Like
0: dr- We're going to we'll leave it
1: at that, yeah. folks. <laughs> but I'm just saying
2: some shit goes down sometimes. <laughs> yeah at the jail at the at the, at the jail hotel yeah hopefully, hopefully hopefully it's open hopefully it's, <laughs> yeah. the government released it and it all as <laughs> well if not we're gonna you're gonna hear all about that story oh, yeah
1: oh that's not a headache i hope you guys have to deal with tomorrow
2: uh
0: anything else you guys want to you want to touch on here i mean i feel like
2: people might be a little disappointed we don't uh we don't divulge too much juicy stuff in this one, but uh, it's just more of this is more of a traditional interview podcast, you know? Yeah. Which is not our norm, you no? know? But this is this is a good change of pace coming off of so many weeks with either to the Duke or worldwide. Oh. Last last week which had both. Well, at least I can raise the star power a little bit, you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, they—they're just. You you don't have too much controversy to discuss. Yeah, that's true. No, I I try and avoid being a part of stuff like that. You used to not though. You used to thrive on controversy and having a very short fuse, which I still think you do. Yeah, I for
1: sure do. It's it's. I have a very hard time keeping my shit together. Yeah, yeah.
0: What about like uh, when those the drunk dudes were yelling at you?
1: You remember that? that was, oh like, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. That happens to me doing? all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That that's was, just. <laughs> I I I, that, I might have broke character. You, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I,
0: there was like a gray area.
1: Yeah, Just, that now that's me all the time. What now? You drunk pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like swearing in front of live audiences, but yeah, those guys were abjectly drunk, and it was like three grown men. And when I say grown men, I they mean were like, like in their fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Even hey, we re- don't discriminate. Tickets
2: are the same for everybody I at the door. Don't,
1: I don't remember even who kids, that was Even with. kids. Yeah.
2: I hate that fucking. How much for a kid? Is your kid gonna sit in the seat? Yeah, yeah. full
1: price. It's, don't matter how big the butt is. If it takes a seat up, it's the same price. Who do you remember who that match was with? I believe it was I was myself against J Pro. Was it? Yeah, I had a string of matches with him. I really enjoyed wrestling him.
2: Yeah, that was a Did little you feel like little you there. were living your teenage UW UWA hard, man. Yeah, UWA hardcore dream. That's
1: right. <laughs> He was like the man on the mic. He he was like the golden microphone of Canada at that in that time. And now he's still going. And he's still amazing on the mic.
2: Yeah, and he feels like he gets so like down on himself and I just don't like, you know what I mean? Like he's still just as good as he's always been. And I think he's in probably the best shape of his life right now. Pro- I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: He, he's really proud about dropping the LBs. Yeah. And he's all tanned up. Yeah. I gotta convince him to bring the tanned gladiator up. gear you out. You think he's tanned up? No, he is. He's he's majorly tanned up right now. Maybe not. I don't know what he looks like now. Last time I saw him, he was. Oh, all right. Yeah, we got to get that old the old biker shorts with the Mortal Kombat <laughs> gear. Well, get
0: him in some tights. I think that's gonna about do it for this one. Yep. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. I guess this is the AIW Ethan Page Origins uh, story
2: here. Uh, join us next we, week. Thanks we again. Get in, we didn't get into so many of his origins. We didn't get into. We didn't even get into Ethan Gabriel Owens. Nope.
1: Oh, that time I skipped out on an AIW show to oh. do a Ring of Honor pay per view. Me
2: and Thorum almost killed each other. Oh, that was the maddest I've ever been at him.
1: That was the maddest I've ever been at you. I mean,
0: we don't have to cut this off. Where were these stories? I mean, let's let's
1: spill that, dude. Now. I've I've worked it's for the up. I've worked for him for five years. All right. I've I have changed my character more times in AIW than I think anyone else has because I've while the company has grown, I want to stay relevant. So this is what people want to hear.
0: <laughs> they want to hear the story about you guys almost killing each other. <laughs> I mean, Which, one. The Which one? Which oh, one? Last wh- week. Got? The week got? before that. What's uh what's the angriest you think that you guys have been at each other? that ring of
1: honor moment uh, no no there's i've been more mad at you than that
2: well anytime he's canceled on me for R- ring of honor which was one. not PWG. <laughs> dude don't even give me that pwg we were supposed to win ddt
1: but we didn't because we had to catch a red eye to wrestle jaylett the next day oh there's a scoop for you there you go i don't think that was ever supposed to be talked about but anyways uh <laughs> Yeah, because my, me and Josh wrestled each other. You
2: won. You won the. You won the belt for a little bit. Yeah, we were supposed to win the tournament. You were the champ. You were the AW champ, though. I think at the time, or Josh, Josh was. was. Couldn't remember. Yeah, Ethan Gabriel Owens. I was pretty mad at him, about yeah, I was. What's mad.
0: that
1: story? So Ring of Honor was giving me bookings I was gonna say an opportunity but it wasn't as I would say bookings uh, and then we eventually got booked to do an eye pay-per-view but it was literally last minute and this was when they were going through the whole stress of the WrestleRager triple shot weekend oh yeah which is a past episode I listen to it it's great you should go check it out so you know the stresses of that whole weekend uh, right. and last minute we were both like yo we're not coming <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna do your show on Friday we're going to drive back to Toronto, do the pay-per-view for
2: Ring of Honor, then drive back to your show on Sunday. And that's when that's when Saliz and Elgin got banned, isn't it? Uh, you
1: know what? Yes, it was. Because Elgin couldn't come on the Sunday uh, because he went back to Toronto for the pay-per-view, didn't have his green card, or he applied for his green card, didn't have a visa. There was a whole issue there. Then Slezia tried to come back on her own and said that she was going to party, and they were like, you're not partying, you're on this Ring of Honor poster or whatever, and she got banned. And then myself and
2: Josh were there, both like, oh f- shit, what the hell. Salise, man. Free Salise. She's How many years ago was that? She's How many she got left yeah, on her she fucking got two and a half?
1: I think she's halfway done. Oh. At
2: might. least. Maybe more. I don't know. I, haven't ta- I used to talk to her all the time. I don't talk to her that much anymore. I just sent her. I just sent her photos of me proposing to her about once every six months yeah i don't like her anymore <laughs> yeah. we we had a falling out that's so sad the hottest act in independent wrestling yeah and she canceled on me because she was hung over twice <laughs> she, <laughs> she she likes the party she just she stole the border
1: i know but like come on be professional so how does the uh
2: what was the manager you've ever been at me yeah
1: oh i can't even remember it happens a lot yeah you just try and tell me what to do too much I don't like people telling me what to do because I have a. I give you constructive criticism. No, it is not constructive. (laughs) You give. Nothing you do is constructive. It's constructive. (laughs) All you do is shit on people and go, don't do that. No real like semblance of advice. That's not constructive. constructive, that's negative.
2: So it would be better if you did it this way.
1: No, you never say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never offer a solution or like a I better avenue. Solutions. That's a lie. You just go, I don't know. Maybe maybe you do it a different way, but that's a terrible idea and it sucks and you're shit and you're never going to make money like that. You fucking suck. That's a John
2: Thorne quote. Probably.
1: probably. probably.
0: That goes back to if you're excited about something. Yeah. Don't tell John Thorne. No. John Thorne. I don't no. get
2: excited about anything. No.
0: Yeah. See? He he gets excited about Mr. Whiskers. That's about it.
2: I don't know. I don't may, really no, no more. Yeah, I gotta fucking pay for that cat. How old is Mr. Whiskers? It's up Yes, yeah, since like 2010. I was gonna say
1: ever since I've worked for you, you've had him.
2: And I, inher- I inherited it from a ex girlfriend. Oh, there you go. It's like a kid that was left on my doorstep. I was f- I was very anti pet. I was forced to foster this child. Cats are easy though. You can just leave food; they'll do whatever they want. Yeah.
1: That lower box.
2: Come and go. I'm still interested to know what it's maddest you've ever been at. Me, yeah,
1: though. I've been mad at you many times. Like,
2: it's just remembering what it is is.
1: Do you get so angry you just black out? So now
0: it goes away from your mouth.
1: I don't black out. I'll just disappear for a little bit. Like <laughs> you we ghost? like. Oh, I ghost hard. I. uh, there's been a couple times where we have these like secret group chats and uh, John Thorne will be is John Thorne is the only human being that's upset me so much I leave the group (laughs) 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 only one does he like like mic drop leave like fuck this uh, Julian has left the group I just said my real name whatever (laughs) does he shit on you in the group and that's why you leave in front
0: of people (laughs) So it's not that he has said something to the group about the group, and it's just some asinine comment. It's, no, no, it's to me, towards you.
2: Yeah,
1: like I'll be like, there's a group, it's all our buddies. And I'll be like, oh, hey, blah, 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 there's this thing. Blah, blah. And everyone is like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, that, you know, I'm so excited for you, John Thorne. Yeah, it's going to suck. It's not going to be good. You shouldn't be excited about it. I would just, you know... I'm right, nine out of ten. I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> see, <there's> a, <laughs> see? I'm not commenting. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you you should be you should light your you should be happy for your friends. I'm trying to keep you grounded, man. I don't want you to get
0: false hope. And yet you invite this man to your wedding.
1: Perhaps the most exciting day of your life. Yeah. Definitely the happiest day. Yeah. Yeah. All downhill after that. <laughs> <I> was there. <laughs> that was that was a window of opportunity for John Thorne to go, oh, we're friends? Oh, you mean I can just talk mad shit to you all the time? Okay. Hey, at least I care about you enough to give you criticism and feedback. That's true. I I know it comes from although a negative and dark place, a positive one as well. It's not negative. <laughs>
0: it's just dark. It's not negative. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just
2: got to sometimes you just got to keep it real and just say, "Hey, this isn't going to go the way you think, man." That's true. You're like, "This is it, man." This is this is this is this is the thing that I'm gonna do and set me to the next level. And I'll say, Gabe ain't putting that belt on you, man. <laughs> okay, come on, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: and thank you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> uh, the car is subject to change. Going, the car is going to change. The car is going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like
2: your title runs and evolves.
1: <laughs> oh man. Hey, man. Three-time absolute champion. I mean, you could just. Yeah, I
0: had faith in you to put a strap on you. Now it's Gabe's true. turn. Look, your your promos against Evolve got you booked there. You might as well throw them one of the bus more, and then maybe you will get that title run.
1: Yep, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Uh
0: oh. Oh, well, I think then that's a good end note right there, officially. Yeah, that's sure. the end
2: note, right? Yeah. Any it, final words? <laughs> that was it, I think. <laughs>
0: And thus was the career of Ethan Page. Uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, AIW is the card is going to change. Uh, thanks to our sponsors the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, Thrift Store Jobber, Smart Mark Video, Angelo's Pizza, and of course, Jack Prince for Ethan Page
2: and John and, Thorne. And maybe, maybe or maybe not the Howard Johnson Cleveland <laughs> Airport location. <laughs> yep. Still up in the air. You'll hear the rest of that story on a later episode.
0: For John Thorne, Ethan Page, my name is Steve Guy. Thanks, and we'll talk to you guys next week.